You're listening to the Pursue Reality Podcast by Reality Church. In each season, we hope to refresh, redeem, and rediscover what it means to follow Jesus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pursue Reality Podcast. This is Allie, and if you're tuning in, you are joining us for our five-episode series on mental health and the Christian, where we're talking all things mental health this summer. Today, we are going to be talking about depression, and joining me, I have Pastor Lindsay again. Hey, everybody. And we have our good friend, Brad Aldridge, with us, too. Hello there. Hello. So I'm going to let Brad mostly introduce himself here, but just to give you guys a little bit of context, he is a Pennsylvania licensed marriage and family therapist and offers various types of counseling and coaching, often alongside his wife, Kate, and she is absolutely wonderful. Yep, I can attest to that. Yeah, literally same. She is wonderful. She's a certified life coach. um, And they're both just such an amazing wealth of knowledge. And I'm really excited to have you with us today, well, Brad. Thank you. So thanks for being here. Thanks. So could you start just by telling us a little bit more about yourself, maybe schooling, training, sure. your background, things sure. like that? Sure. So I kind of knew really early on that I wanted to be a counselor. Um, it was something that I kind of, God led me to, honestly, in like middle school. Wow. And kept pursuing that. I ended up doing an undergraduate degree in psychology, and it was there that I learned kind of the difference between psychology and family studies, and that's Mm -hmm. a whole different podcast. But um, I then decided, okay, I want to head towards this family and marriage and relationship thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I worked for a little while because I also got married. Um, You know, that, you know, kind of was important. (laughs) Um, had to prove that I could could manage that, so I went and worked for a little while, and then Kate was working as a full-time youth pastor, and so I went back to grad school um, to get my degree in marriage and family therapy, um, and had a, had a wonderful experience and learned that, man, I could learn a ton, but you can't, like, therapize yourself, mm. right? Like, I, yeah. I had to kind of figure out life things <laughs> with some other people's help because um, it doesn't, just learning it from a book doesn't make it all better for yourself. What, really? <laughs> I don't know why. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so, um, but I think a lot of people go into counseling mm. and therapy and, and that field in order to fix themselves. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's... <laughs> And it doesn't necessarily work unless you go and find somebody to do the work with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wow. So along the way, I did get some really excellent counseling that helped me to understand myself better as well in my journey um, in here too. That's I amazing. think that's probably what makes you a great counselor. Yeah. Well, I don't you know You practice any, what you preach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know any counselor or coach that hasn't gotten their own work yeah. that that really trying to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's amazing. So we're just going to dive right in here and I'm going to ask you first, Brad, what is depression? Is it more than sadness? Does it ever go away? Are there different kinds of depression? Sure. Sure. Man. Well, what is depression? So 
there is a clinical definition of what does clinical depression look like. And mm-hmm. yes, it is more than sadness. And in fact, in the definition, it talks about this is not a process of grief. This mm-hmm. is not like just a situational, something happened and I'm sad. Mm. Um, so it really is talking about a level of feeling down mm-hmm. that isn't connected with very specific life circumstances. Now, obviously, if you're feeling down, there's going to be issues, right? Where there's going to be people might get fired from their job Mm because they don't go or they like, so there's going to be life things that happen with depression, but it's not caused by those, Mm -hmm. right? Like, because those are more, you know, life circumstances that then we're feeling this way. But Mm -hmm. real depression is a period of at least two weeks, usually longer, that you're feeling Mm -hmm. just very empty, Mm -hmm. feeling hopeless, feeling pessimistic. Sometimes that comes out in irritability and and some anger, restlessness. But then you also have things like sleeping way too much Mm -hmm. or not enough, right? I can't sleep. Or all of a sudden you're gaining lots of weight or losing lots of weight that you aren't intending to, you're not trying to, it's just happening. Mm -hmm. Like those are all signs that depression's going on. I think that's really good. We have an episode in the series on grief and loss. Yes. And just reiterates what we cover in that episode with Mm -hmm. a chaplain from LGH. That um, like depression, that grief is this feeling of sadness, this response to loss that is actually appropriate. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? It, right. Because some people say, I'm depressed because I lost my grandmother. Nope. You're in grief and you're you should be. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. You should feel mm-hmm. sad and down. This. Yeah. So what you're talking about is something different. Correct. Right. It, you can't tie it to, you know, my boyfriend just broke up with me or I just lost my job or yeah. like those yeah. are normal responses to yeah. life circumstances of feeling down. You're supposed to and it's okay. Can we just say that again? Yeah. Those are normal life responses. Right. To feeling feeling down because something happened. Yeah. And it's okay. You're supposed to feel those things. God mm-hmm. made us to feel emotional Mm -hmm. in circumstances. Mm -hmm. And typically, those will, in a period of time, you will start feeling different. And typically, you're also going to be able to continue to function Mm. in, in those, right? It is possible that sometimes those you know, I lost my job and now now I'm depressed after that because mm-hmm. it's been two months and I can't now get myself off the couch and mm-hmm. I can't like, though it's possible that that may start a path towards something. I actually often talk about for people who have never experienced depression before, mm-hmm. the analogy that I give is that time that somebody had the flu or, you know, was just really sick and there's that day when you could have gone back to work, but you kind of just don't have the energy for it. Yeah. You may be not, you know, feeling horrible, but yeah. you just don't. That's a really kind of good mm, yeah, example wow. of what depression feels like. I'm just stuck. Yeah. I just can't. I just am poured out and done. Mm. It's that kind of lack of energy and strength and motivation to do. Yeah. So you're also saying that depression isn't necessarily just caused by my sin. 
No, it is not <laughs> okay. caused by sin. Okay. Correct. I think that's really good to for us to to put that out there. No, I, I think it is absolutely. I think a lot of people equate it of like if you just did yeah, uh-huh. whatever better, yeah. then everything would be okay, and that's just not the case. Yeah. Have you seen people that have come to you asking basically to help find sin, like they've been told that, or yeah, help find okay where did where I do have I wrong? done something wrong? Right, yeah, and just having this extra guilt heaped on them that it's mm-hmm. your fault that you're feeling like this, or even more so of just like I just everyone tells me I just need to be more motivated, mm. or or I just need more willpower to break through this. Yeah. And it's like oh, you know what that, does that do to people? It just keeps more shame and more, you know, guilty feelings, which a guilt is a very common feeling during depression anyway. So it just adds to it. It doesn't really help them. Right. They they would love to get back to normal. Like (laughs) just saying, hey, just try harder so you can doesn't really help anything. Mm. It's almost I'm I mean I'm feeling as you're describing like this feeling of like when you're talking about like struggling to get out of bed, mm-hmm. feeling like you're in quicksand, yeah. and people are like, just get out. Like, come on, let's go. Let's we, let's get a move on here. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. And I that can't. that helpless feeling. Yeah. I mean, and I'm feeling that as you're describing it. Absolutely. Like, and even as a helper of somebody who comes alongside, I feel that. It's like, oh my gosh, can I just like take yeah. you by the hand and get you outside and get some sunshine? Like, it's easy to feel that. Yeah. It's just important to remember that's not the real issue. Yeah. So depression isn't some kind of like a blanket statement diagnosis for somebody. I'm assuming there can be many different kinds there, of depression. There are different kinds of depression. There's bipolar depression. There's, mm-hmm. you know, what I just kind of described is a single major depressive episode mm-hmm. that they kind of go in periods. So some people will have this period of their life that for a month they're in this space and then they aren't. Mm -hmm. And then another time will come up and it, it shows up again. So that's not that unusual. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people, what they call bipolar is we hear that term thrown out a lot is this idea that there's periods of depressed, Mm -hmm. but then there's also periods of manic of high energy Mm -hmm. um, and they go between the two. I feel like one of the, um, I don't really know how I want to describe it here, but one of the conversations that I think has been coming up more and more when I do hear people talk about depression, which I think has been really healing for a lot of people that I know personally, has been postpartum. Oh, sure. I think for women that have, you know, gone through a mothering process or have gone through a significant loss, um, that's something that it wasn't really talked about a whole lot, like maybe even five years ago, if not. Oh, absolutely. It hasn't been. Yeah. Is that something that you feel you've been able to, have you worked with women that have experienced? I have certainly seen times where they're starting to realize Mm -hmm. that that's happening. But I will say, I think the medical community is a little bit more aware of it now Mm -hmm. so that, that, that people are starting to like, ask good questions about moms Mm. after Mm. after birth i think the thing about postpartum too is that um where you were talking first about depression is not necessarily um it's not that normal reaction like of being down to something that's appropriate Mm. a death loss of a job um a breakup 
or something mm-hmm. like that. But postpartum is tricky, right? Because it's the exact opposite. Yeah. It's the response of something positive, right. mm-hmm. seemingly like, I had a baby. Yeah. And then we tell women, tell each other and all these things, especially themselves, yeah. lots of women can't have babies. Yeah. And look at me, I was able to have a baby, so right. I should be a like especially so just they, on top of on the world, top of it and that might not be and they really mask mm. how low Correct. and desperate because it's it's a very very serious thing and it there's is. just who wants to admit when everyone's telling you you should you must be so happy yeah, yeah. And, and there's this hard place here of not wanting to blame hormones but also knowing it is so like I, what I don't want is to go, oh, okay, it's it's just their hormones, as in just, mm-hmm. as in like, <laughs> yeah. oh, just deal with it, it'll yeah. go away in like a couple of Like you've got indigestion weeks. or something. Right. No, but it is part of the hormone yeah. changes that are happening that's causing it. And realizing that actually, I hope, helps people get some help versus take yeah. on the guilt of like, oh, this should just go away. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with me even psychologically there's like lots of factors going right. on go right. to a do- so what we're saying is women go to your doctor absolutely and tell them exactly what you're experiencing yeah. unhindered correct without guilt or go to the doctor and then go to your counselor about the guilt you felt <laughs> well that yeah absolutely oh, so many layers yeah 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 it's it's needed to be said though because it's it's correct. very real for a lot of women correct you know, and but this brings into that conversation the whole idea of what's the role of medication. Mm-hmm. And let's dive into that a little bit now. Yeah. That, now that we're there, I have so many Christian people going. I just don't want to take medication for yeah. what, anything that's mental health related. What is the reason that you typically see people giving for that? Uh, honestly, because they don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't have a better way to put it, yeah. right? Because I always say, look, if your doctor said, hey, you have high blood pressure, this medicine's going to help mm-hmm. to balance it out so that you are healthier, they probably wouldn't think anything of it, mm-hmm. right? They just mm-hmm. You just, yep. okay, great. Uh, you know what? I'll work on my diet too while yeah. I'm taking this medicine in order to get better. But because somehow we've said this is a mental thing, mm. now they say somehow it's wrong or it's bad. I, and it's, it really is no different. It's here's a medicine that can help you. And for some people, I, actually, it's very similar to that blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. It's some people, that's the boost that they may need to make some life changes. And they will only need that blood pressure medicine for a short mm-hmm. time. And then they can go back off of it and they're perfectly fine. Yeah. Other people, based on their genetics and their history and their, you know, mm-hmm. body, they may need that for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, both are okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, there's no judgment one or the other just because you need to take that. Yeah. It, and honestly, antidepressants and, mm-hmm. and anti anxiety medicines, like they're very similar to that. They are working on the brain level of what's going on that, you know what, I, counseling isn't going to change a whole lot of mm. that brain chemistry. It does over time, you know, dealing and coping with things better does help us to change our brain chemistry. But 
I always say, man, if we can do something to help change that brain chemistry, then we can help deal with the consequences of depression, yeah. the effects yeah. of depression mm -hmm. long term so much better. So you can't pray depression away is what we're Look, saying. Look, we have a very powerful God <laughs> yes, who we can do, do stuff, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? He so, but no, we don't just pray depression away. Yeah. And in fact, we see that in scripture, yeah. right? Like, there is depression in scripture. Yeah. What is one of the first, when your mind goes there, as you, you've studied the scriptures, I'm sure, especially yeah. with your career being what it is and you loving the Lord, what is, um, you know, a story or an example that has stood out to you? So my favorite go-to is because it has both sides is this mm -hmm. shows the depression, but it also shows some of the answer Yeah, um, is starting in Psalm 23 and this is mm -hmm. one of the Psalms of David. Um, there are many Psalms of David that show his depression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these Psalms of lament and, and grieving, but this is one of them that, you know, he is absolutely clinically depressed in this place of just saying, you know, my life is poured out, my bones are out of joint, my, mm. my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth, I just have no energy, like, the, he is just mm -hmm. very, very low yeah. in, and through all of that. And in fact, I've, you know, worked with people who are in that place of depression, and I've, you know, read that to them, and they go, yep, that very much sounds familiar. Yeah. And what I love about that is that the next chapter is somewhat how God answered him. Mm. Yeah, it's and true. we, you know, we often think about this answer to depression of. <clears throat> sorry, you're okay. We often think about this answer to depression of like go and do more or go, you know, get out there and just go work harder or something like that. Mm -hmm. But God's answer is rest. Mm. is I will bring you to a place of rest. I will lay you down in green pastures. My favorite line in the whole, right. and, and <laughs> in the whole I thing. will lead you to still yeah. waters, and he will restore my soul. Wow. Right? It, like That's actually some of the answer is like, what does holy rest look like in that place? Wow. I think, can I just say from like... Mm -hmm. uh, a Bible teacher perspective, just to remind people that David, like clinically depressed, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're having a we're analyzing him, right? But seriously, like you read the Psalms, he yeah. had he was low, very, and in Hebrews chapter eleven, he was considered a hero of the faith. Correct, and so that bringing that together of can't we just pray it away? Mm -hmm. Like I do believe there's times when God kind of intervenes and yeah, does these things but sure. there's just no way it can be a lack of faith yeah. because the heroes of the faith yeah. were some of the lowest people yeah. absolutely and god documents it yeah. like mm -hmm. he's not ashamed of it he's not embarrassed by it he he's like yep it. he and yeah he obedience. honors it and preserves it because mm -hmm. it's important to him how they felt yeah well and we can't talk about depression without also talking about suicide right yeah. we, need, we need to mention that but even before we go there, David was suicidal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in that was. in Psalm twenty three, he yeah. is literally mm -hmm. praying, "Why don't you just kill me?" Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. right. Like that. Job that's also was suicidal, happening. right? It, and so we don't have to be af 
afraid of those thoughts of somehow like because I thought this, God's mm. mad at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's so good. it's not. You know, God understands that grief, that deep grief, and honestly, we know Jesus felt this level of deep grief mm-hmm. as well. We see that in the Garden mm-hmm. of Gethsemane, yeah, you know, absolutely. where he felt this deep loss of of what was happening. So I, I think it's normal and it's okay to say those feelings are there and yeah. that it's okay that you're feeling that way. We don't want to leave you in that place, mm-hmm. right? Like that is a sign of like, hey, we, you need to get some help yeah. to talk mm-hmm. to people to make sure you can be safe, but there's nothing wrong with you that you're thinking that. Yeah. So what would you, what is the advice you would give for somebody that, you know, maybe maybe they're listening to this conversation or they've been thinking about these things for a long time and they want to ask for help or they've been Googling, am I depressed? What should I do? Maybe they've had conversations with people that have freaked them out a little bit and they don't know how to get help or maybe they feel like they might not have access how does somebody ask for help when they're feeling this way oh well and my suggestion would be that to get vulnerable in with somebody of just feeling sometimes the word stuck is Mm -hmm. easier than the word depressed like if you don't feel like you can go to somebody you love and say i'm depressed or that's going to bring up the other just talk about like I'm just feeling really stuck in life right now and I don't know what to do that hopelessness is Mm -hmm. often a very common trait of depression in fact people talk about it as almost like tunnel vision Mm, yeah it starts to feel like there aren't any options there aren't any other ways around Mm. it and if you can just tell somebody, I feel like I'm in that tunnel and I'm stuck and I don't know what to do and I need some help, that can be an entry to just getting another voice in your life. Yeah. And whether that's a pastor, whether that's a counselor, whether that's just a friend, that can be a good step towards some healing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell them all the intricacies to say, I'm stuck. That's so important. I'm so glad and you I said just, that. And I just, I need a next step. I need to know. Right. Yeah. Right. It's really good. I think when it comes to being very vulnerable and transparent about struggling with something like this, for some reason, especially in the church, there's, it's like a, I think it's a culture issue, but there's also just this lie that, oh, well, if I tell my small group leader or if I mm-hmm. tell my mentor or my pastor or my friend that I just met, you know, at this church a couple of months ago that I'm struggling with depression, that I'm struggling with mm-hmm. anxiety or something of the like, that I have to download my entire story and all of my dirty laundry and tell them everything because maybe yep. they won't understand or it's almost like a weird confession. It's that's, I mean, it's the guilt that we've been talking about. It's like, well, they have to know where this is all coming from. And I think sometimes when you're in the middle of experiencing that, you don't even know where it's all coming from. You don't. That's exactly right. So I think it's, uh, it's good for us to just remind people of that, that you don't have to just come right out and say, Oh, well, this is everything that I've ever done. All the things. Right. Yeah. Right. And actually it's a great reminder. My favorite, story in the Bible is one that Jesus told of, we call it the prodigal son story, mm-hmm. that he told this to teach people. Yeah, And 
one of the lessons, there's so many wonderful lessons in that story, but one of the lessons is right at the end, the son, as a Jewish son, would have known he could have gone to temple, gotten spiritually clean, Mm -hmm. and come home. But he didn't do that. Mm -hmm. All he did was come home. Mm. And he didn't go, Dad, here's all the things I did wrong. He just came home. Mm. And like there is a message there of, you know, it doesn't matter where you've been, what you're in, just come home, right? Like Mm. just being there and just saying, okay, I, I need to, I need some help. I need something. Yeah. There are people around you who care, Mm -hmm. who want to help, but we do have to be vulnerable enough just to let them in a crack of like, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm hurting. I need some help. It makes me a little tearful actually. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just that, just we just need to come home and just say, just tell someone that we think we can trust. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to tell two sadly, Correct. um, but to tell the two or three, Mm -hmm. I just, I just need help. I'm just, will you just help me find a next step? Because I'm just very stuck. Yeah. And the power of what can happen, it won't change in an instant. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. But there are some steps of just talking to another person. Yeah. Believe it or not, like just yep. talking does start to break open that tunnel a little mm-hmm. bit. And mm-hmm. it helps to like kind of go, okay, there's other options here. There's other choices that starts a slow progression of Mm -hmm. change I went through a really low time in my life it was I don't know how many years (laughs) depressed I mean I was depressed severely Mm -hmm. Um, near suicidal that's not a secret I was suicidal thinking near is a nice way of putting it Mm -hmm. you know I just want to feel like it's appropriate to say I'm looking back thankful that God never allowed me to pray it away. Mm-hmm. I sincerely am thankful. It was a horrific time in my life. But I just imagine like how our loving Father mm-hmm. knows what we need. And He could have, praying it away would have given me the relief I longed for. Yeah, And that's very real. I don't minimize what anyone feels or what yeah. I felt. Mm-hmm. I was desperate for relief. But... I never would have found the healing and what was causing that, the trauma, mm. the anxiety, the sources of the anxiety, yeah. all that. And I would have prayed away those feelings in that moment, mm-hmm. yeah. but I wouldn't have been inwardly transformed. Yeah. And I'd still be carrying that today at 46 years old, probably. Yeah. It just would have popped up in some other way or would have come back at some point because I never dealt with the inward causes. I never talked through my story mm-hmm. and said, this is what happened to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And God in his wisdom knew that's actually what he wanted for me. He Correct. wanted true healing, not just relief not just in the, the moments. Yeah. And so he carried me through those moments so I could get that long-term healing. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's exactly right. And that would be one of my encouragements is somebody who's wrestled with depression, like, there may be a period where, okay, it, it's feeling better. It's it's looking a little bit better. You maybe don't feel as low. Yeah. Don't stop. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in that in that place, keep working and going because there is more deeper healing of your story, mm-hmm. of who you are, of how God wants to walk alongside you that 
you probably can't get to in the times where it's really low. Yeah. But as like things start to change, so there good. is a different relationship that happens. That's so good. Yeah. So if you do know somebody that is struggling, I think one of some of the, the hopelessness that you feel when you are in, in a depression mm-hmm. is so, it, it, it feels unending. It feels like it is the deepest pit and you don't know when you'll come out of it. And that's right. what I th- we were just talking about that. You don't know when you'll have relief. You don't know if and when you'll see the other side of it. And I think sometimes when, a lot of the time, when you, maybe you're not that person that's struggling, but you're in someone's life who is, who is. you feel hopelessness in the sense of how could I possibly help you? I don't understand. I don't want to overstep this boundary if there is a boundary so how do you help somebody that is struggling really great question and and the biggest thing that i hear is almost this this fear of like i'm gonna say something wrong Mm -hmm. right or i'm gonna give them ideas that they don't already have and and i want to just kind of get rid of that if you have somebody in your life that you're worried about that you think is really depressed, you may, you worry maybe is suicidal. Mm-hmm. Like the best thing you can do is just like pull up a chair next to them and go, I'm here. How can I help? Mm-hmm. Right. And like just be mm. present and listen. And you don't have to have the answers. You don't even have to know what next step is, but you are not going to like, give them some grand idea of like, what do you mean? I didn't know I was depressed. And, and like, they already know it. They're already feeling it. If they're, if they've had suicidal thoughts, they're Mm -hmm. already there, right? Like you're not going to implant them in their head. Mm -hmm. Um, It is so much better as a friend to reach out and go, I see this and I want better. How can I help? And Mm -hmm. that can be a huge lifesaver real like one of the ones you throw in the water right <laughs> yeah. yeah to somebody that they Very need real. to like start a process of change so you're even encouraging people that maybe if your friend family member etc doesn't come to you and say hey i'm struggling but you see it yeah just just being able to yeah. go and say I'm here. And even if they say, no, no no i'm fine you can just go okay if there's ever a point you need to talk yeah i'm here Right. And just leaving the door open, you know, so that if there's a boundary, they're the one putting it up, not you. Because I mm, think most yeah, people are depressed, important. fear like nobody's going to want to hear my stuff. They they don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so if you can just reach mm-hmm. out and go, I, I care. I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I think that can be a huge opening that maybe they won't take that day, but yeah. maybe a week later yeah. they will. Yeah, revisit yeah. that. It's a gift we give each other. Seriously. To just say, I'm here. Yep. Yeah. I would love to wrap up our time together with this one of the same questions that we have asked in another episode. Um, and that is, what is the hope and where is the hope for someone who is struggling with depression? Mm. Okay, so I, I, I already mentioned the 23rd Psalm. Mm-hmm. It, like... We, especially as Americans, don't know what to do with the 23rd Psalm because it is talking about such a depth of rest Mm. that we don't understand it and we think it's talking about death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it's not. Yeah. Right? This is the kind of holy rest God wants to give us. Oh, yeah. So my hope for you is not like, oh, go do more. Mm-hmm. It's like, go read the 23rd Psalm and figure out what it means to find some still waters in mm-hmm. your life and just start there. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's a powerful question it is a really... to ask. What would it mean for me to find some still waters yeah. and pursue, take some steps towards, yeah. towards that? Just, just find a place to lay down and find some still waters and see how God can start to restore a little bit. That's so good. I remember when that line became transformational for me because I was studying through Psalm 23 last year Mm -hmm. because I was thinking like, I don't think I've ever actually studied this. Everyone knows it. A lot of people pray pray it when they're afraid that something catastrophic is going to happen, but that's not making sense to me. So let's look into it a little bit more. And the, he makes me lie down. Mm -hmm. That like wrecked my life in the best way. It's like, oh, this is actually when I'm in this deep, dark miry terrible place and he gives me that invitation really it's one of the most healing and beneficial things you can ever do for yourself there's another great visual just real quick that uh, i love about 23rd psalm is because it talks about the shepherd right Mm -hmm. And, and his staff will guide me and i think as americans that have nothing to do with shepherds we often picture like the pied piper like you know this this person out in front that yeah. then all the sheep are following. That's not what shepherds do, mm-hmm. right? Shepherds point the flock in the right direction and then walk alongside them. Yeah. Mm. There, there isn't like if, if you, you don't see Jesus out in front of you, it's not because he's not there. It's because he's walking beside you mm. in this journey. Not, not he's in the midst, not like, Oh, here, come over here and follow me. He, yeah. He's with you. He's not this general out in front he's nope. a companion correct yeah. right next to you correct that's so good as heavy as this topic can be i'm also very encouraged having it today because i think there was so just so much great wisdom and relatable conversation that we hope that as you all listen to this if it's something that resonates with you across the board um you know that you you feel encouraged that here at Reality, even, we're a community of people that don't deny that this is something that people struggle with. For sure. And it's incredibly difficult. And, you know, even if you're not the one who's struggling and you feel a little hopeless in helping somebody else, um, one of the best things that you can do is to just be there. And I think that's so representative of just who our God is, too. But, Brad, thank you so much for sharing so much of your, Thank you so of much. your yeah. wisdom today. I, I'm super glad I, to be really here. appreciate it. I want to um, plug another awesome podcast on this podcast today. It's like podcast inception, but um, <laughs> Brad, so him and his wife, Kate has this, ama- they have this amazing ministry. It's Aldrich ministries and they're a counseling and coaching network. I can speak from personal experience that working with them and gleaning from them has been one of the most beneficial things I've done in my life. So we could not, you know, recommend them enough to you. Check them out on their website. They're wonderful. And there's really sweet pictures of them on there too. <laughs> and Brad also has a podcast um, with Kate and it's called Still Becoming One Podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. You can find them on Spotify. If I just you... listened to an episode last oh, night. You Another did. one, your latest one is really good. good. Such great stuff. I'd really encourage people to listen. Well, there you go, really guys. Really good. 
go and check them out. Go and gain some more some more wisdom and understanding. Um, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in today. Be encouraged um, that the God that we serve is one who, like Lindsay said, is a companion. And he, he doesn't leave us or forsake us even when things are really difficult and we can't make sense of them. And Absolutely. And I know that I'm encouraged by that today. But we will see you all for our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you later.